This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now. It's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. Well, that went fast, didn't it? Good morning. Welcome to Monday. The weekend is over. Time to get back to work. And now, oh, now we have to wait two weeks for more football, the Super Bowl. We have that, you know, all-pro thing or whatever it is this weekend. And, Mm. you know, the skills challenge, and they'll jump around and catch passes, and they'll play flag football. And the people who make millions and millions and millions of dollars will be very happy and will watch because, hey, it's something. It's <laughs> just what it is. Something to lay your eyes on. Yeah, pretty much. Welcome in. That's Bryce Hulse over there. I'm Rick Corey. Uh, 61 degrees today. Yesterday was beautiful. It Started was. out really cold. <laughs> Did. Was outside early. Yeah, of course, of course, it was cold. I mean, it's January. It was outside really early, very chilly out there. And then, uh, boy, by the afternoon, it got to be really pretty. Wasn't a lot of wind out there. And 61, 62 today and tomorrow. And we deserve this. We just mm-hmm. downright deserve it. As a matter of fact, the last snow piles are gone. Do you notice yes. that? Yeah, it's finally melted away, right? Yep. They, I, I can't remember the last time it lasted so long, seeing some some snow on the ground at some point. Our house faces north, and it's a two-story house, and it's, it's rather tall. So right in front... Right in front never gets sun. So therefore, right everything in front, you can't grow anything with color because nothing yeah. gets sun, which really irritates me. I, mean, I could rotate stuff in and out, but it's such it's that's a real hassle. So at that point, it's just like hell with it. Uh, it's it's nice out there, but I've had it stuff behind. I got shrubs right up against the what what a foot from the house. I've had uh, snow last between the shrubs in the house for up to a couple of weeks. Yeah, but not today. Not this time. It's gone. We had to run to the lake Saturday morning, and it was cold Saturday. That mm. wind was was scary cold Saturday. I did have the best hamburger I've had since Amarillo in about ninety five, though. Wow. On Saturday at the Wolf at Ten Killer. My God, that okay. food is good, and it's so cheap. It's so good, uh, and it, you, you'll think that you're being driven out in the middle of the field to be left for dead. <laughs> And the place doesn't look like much when you drive up. As a matter of fact, there were there were two cars there, and it looks abandoned and like a place that's you know making meth or something yeah. along those lines. Some place you'd see on an investigation, right. discovery or something. It, it does, yeah, a little bit like that. But once you get inside, it's family owned, and the people in there just like you're their family. And yeah. the place you walk in and it smells good, and then you realize, oh, all right. It's the old golf course, and they've, that's been closed down for many years, and this was the club, if you will, you know, the, where you teed off. So there was a little bar restaurant and all that kind of stuff. And the bar area is closed, and most of that's just storage. And you, I mean, you look into there, and there's just tables and chairs and boxes stacked up. But then the uh, the dining area is pretty good size, and the little family that, that works there, everything's done hand. I mean, I ordered a burger, and I watched them take a big ball of hamburger out of the refrigerator. Not a pre-made patty, a big yeah. ball of hamburger out of the refrigerator. And he's standing there patting it with his hands. Of course, he's wearing gloves. Standing there patting it with the hands because you can see the grill uh, with his hands. And then I see him seasoning it and all that. And it comes out, and it's it was a half pound going in on the mm. grill. So it's going to cook down a little bit. The thing came out, it was enormous. And it was, yeah. my God, it was good. <laughs> it was just fantastic. My, and uh, uh, Lindsay had <laughs> brisket, and I had to actually see all the steroids cause her to eat like crazy and unfortunately because of where we are in her treatments and what's happening with her tumors she's not thinking really well so she mm-hmm. has very little self-control so we have to kind of you know 
have to be careful because otherwise she wants to eat everything she sees. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And so, I mean, her first bite, she took a, half of a slab of brisket stuffed in her mouth. <laughs> I was both proud and ast- and astonished and and a little irritated at the same time. <laughs> it was a mix That's of emo- my girl. It was a mix of emotions. It really was. Like, All right, slow down, slow down. She took one bite and she looked up and she was like, oh. we had to kind of work her through that. But we did though, and man, she polished it off. And oh my goodness, it was good. Anyway, all that to say, Sunday was ridiculously cold. I mean, I got out, when we got out just to walk in a little restaurant, and it's not very far to walk in, it was, oh, it would just freeze you. And then Saturday, Sunday morning was a little chilly, and then by the time we got Sunday afternoon, it was really nice. So it was really going to be nice yesterday. It was nice yesterday, nice today. It's going to continue to be nice tomorrow. So get out there if you've got anything left to do. If you didn't get the Christmas lights down. At, at this point, I mean, you're just leaving them on for an early an early Christmas, right? I mean, well, it's like know, I can't I can help you anymore. So many of them are LEDs now that change color. Uh, and so there, yeah. there are neighborhoods in our house that just leave them up and they'll just go by season. Yeah, right. Uh, they'll, honest to goodness, they'll be like a light red. They don't really get to a pink, but uh, they sell individually pink lights, but like a light red, a pinkish, if you will, for Valentine's Day coming up or whatever. And they'll be green for St. Patrick's Day and, you know, red, white, and blue for uh, Fourth of July. For th- those people who have that permanent lighting under your house, like the one right there off of uh, off 31st on the inbound BA. On the mm-hmm. right side, when we come in, because it's dark outside, he has those. The guy that house there has the um, LED lights that you know they're underneath the little soffits and just stay there, and you can change the colors. Mm-hmm. And they're they're white right now and lit up just for security. But then he changes them too. So yeah, you do a little bit of that. But in case if you didn't though, if like me, you needed to get them down, and I thank God I got them down back in December or back in January in that 150 in early January in the 157 degree day. Today'd be the day to do it. All right. So what else are we going to be doing here today? Well, obviously we're going to talk a little bit of football. I told my wife when the when the Lions led by 17, I said the Niners are going to win this game, and <laughs> it was not me being cool. It was not me being. You know, I just had this feeling. It was it was your years and your wisdom of knowing no. the Detroit Lions, right? <laughs> I, it was just, I don't know. It seemed to, to me, and this is maybe just me, it seemed to be an inevitability. Yeah. You know, I, I saw a great graphic that said, here's the Super Bowl America once, and it was, you know, it was the Lions and the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And it said, here's the Super Bowl um, everybody um, expects, or no, everybody fears and I think that one was that one wasn't Niners. That one wasn't Niners Chiefs. I think that one was like maybe who was it? Ravens Niners? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. That's and, that's the one that you know the script was predicting, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. Really and and about. then it said, here's what you're gonna get. And mm-hmm. and it was Kansas City, San Francisco, and that and it was right. But I looked at it and thought, yeah, I, I can see that. But there was just, I don't know, to me it just felt like an inevitability. The way the Lions ran early, and the, it just ran over. Frisco, and we'll get into all that a little bit later on. And I thought to myself, Spagnola's not going to let this happen for long. He'll make adjustments. Well, he didn't for the first half, or not effectively. You heard two pros and a cup of Joe talk about it before. Is they just crushed them, you know, and they they just went basically unbalanced. They bring in the big guy who's really a lineman at tight end, if you will, and they just they just crush him. Yeah. And I thought, all right, he'll he'll adjust, and he didn't in the first half. And then the second half, not only did he adjust, they clamped down, adjusted. And they just something felt inevitable about it to me, and it's 
it's almost too bad to me because the Lions are still the only team who've never been in the Super Bowl, who were who've been a member of every Super Bowl since the Super Bowl era began. But the Lions, of course, have been a member of the NFL since it began, and they've had a couple of championships, but nothing in this era. So I was really kind of hoping, you know. And then mm-hmm. Dan Campbell, it, it all kind of backfired on him yeah. and the fourth down things and that kind of stuff. And but the other thing is, to me, a team like that who has I mean, they have a, a massive amount of talent, and they obviously wanted to get there, and they seem to be a real team and together and all that, but they don't have experience in those moments. No. And the Niners do. Yeah. And I don't care how long you've been playing. I don't care how much money they pay you. There's a point at which if that moment is too big for you, like it was for Lamar, I mean, it was yeah. the exact same thing. Lamar made bad throws. End of story. And for all of us who love him and think he's a great story, and he is, and really want him to get a title and all those things, that's fine. He didn't play very well, and Mahomes did. Yeah. And you looked at a Niners team with McCaffrey and Kittle and guys like that, and the same as, again, back to the Chiefs with Mahomes and Kelsey, who just knew how to win those games. Mm-hmm. And you can't put a value on that. No. So, so here we are. We are kind of where we thought we were. We're where we were a few years ago with these two, and it's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. It's not really what we wanted, but it's going to be fun. We're, we're going to watch, and it's going to be really good football, right? So oh, as, I think as, it will. Our, our, uh, a lot of America's anger, it'll, it'll surpass. <laughs> it'll surpass by the time we look at you know the Pro Bowl weekend and everything. Yep. It'll be like, what? Yeah, we're, okay. Where do you go? And remember, the pregame starts tomorrow. <laughs> and that's, that really isn't that far off. All right, so what else we got to talk about? We're going to talk about college basketball because we finally, thank God, got a win in Stillwater. And there we go. On the right night, too, on the Remember the 10 Day night, yeah. which now Oklahoma State, I think Boynton is like 6 and 1 yeah. in Remember the 10 games. Um, and they asked him after, can you, you know, can you pin down why? And he said, nope. <laughs> and he said, honestly, and I thought this was great of him. I'll get into it a little bit later on. But on, he said, you know, honestly, I can't even remember the opponent for each one of those games. And that's just a good, honest answer. And, in, you know, and, and as an OSU fan, or as someone who maybe is really close to it, you might say, well, how dare you? Well, you know, it, he, it was prior to his time. He understands. He's He speaks to the team about it every year. He seems very emotional about it. But, you know, and those – you wouldn't – you don't keep those individual memories of those seven games. You know that you've been good there, and you're happy that you've won those games. Yeah. So I don't think it's anything against him, and I hope nobody holds it against him like that because that's For sure. that's just an honest answer. Nope, I don't remember each of those individually. I just know that, you know, it's gone well. But we'll mm-hmm. talk about those games over the weekend. Tulsa won, but they didn't <laughs> they didn't make it easy either. Uh, really pretty good you know weekend for everybody. Even Kentucky had to escape against Arkansas. Yeah. And, and, you know, T was up eight with, what, 27 seconds to go and almost lost? Mm-hmm. And really, Rice had chances, and I, I watched that one. Uh, I watched pieces of that one because I was trying to bounce around to everything, and I, I laughed because I hadn't been in Tudor Fieldhouse, which is where Rice plays in a long time. That's where remember I told you that they don't have players in the banners; they have road scholars yeah. hanging in the banners. And and <laughs> we were watching, and you know, you know, it's a small arena, so there, you know, there's not a lot of camera space. And I was explaining to my wife now, if they pan back here, you'll see this really cool because Rice does have kind of an interesting end, one of their end zones, if you will or end areas by the baskets. Actually, there's a little seating, and then there's a raised area, and there there's these four windows, four or five windows that look like offices, but they're actually, quote-unquote, suites. Uh-huh. And there's a space behind them, but they don't have access to the to the actual, I mean, you don't even, you can't even open the windows. So it's <laughs> it's kind of like, you know what, we had some offices up here, we'll sell those as suites, which was smart, mm-hmm. right? It's in kind of an odd, and I was kind of pointing stuff out, and I said, now, if they, if they stop at any point, look at those banners, because they're road scholars, not players. 
and she didn't believe me. And then at one point they they had panned up to show the the fans, and I was able to freeze the screen. And then I went and took a picture of the screen and expanded it, and it's got the rest cars <laughs> there. She was like, "I'll be damned! How about that?" Yeah. Yep. Uh, they made it close though. Uh, and then ORU wants. I mean, everybody's everybody except Arkansas, I guess, pretty happy. Uh, Texas. I mean, Oklahoma lost to Texas Tech, mm-hmm. and Porter was fired up. As a matter of yep. fact, I'm going to play some of that for you and give a little Mike Boynton as well. You see what the Oilers did this weekend? I did. I was there. Uh, were you? Which game? Yeah, uh, the Saturday night, Scooby Doo night. Sixteen thousand. Awesome. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Sixteen grand. <laughs> I was gonna talk to. I was gonna ask one of our guests about that today, about the how the attendance has really burst, it, um, it especially has. especially in January. I mean, the January. That's the. I think that's the second time. Yeah. They've had sixteen thousand. Okay, I, I got to write yeah. this down because I have a question for you about that and uh because you were there uh, yeah talk about yourselves i'll be right thank you very much see he's catching on uh it's the, how my lack of mind works look i i don't have there's a lot going on here and if you knew what was bouncing around in there it'd frighten you uh so anyway we'll talk about that andy skirto is going to be with us i'm glad you mentioned that the owner of the oilers will be with us today at 7 30 he's getting on an airplane at eight so we had to get him at, uh, a little bit early. So we're going to give him at 730 after a great weekend for the Oilers. We've got that. Anything on your mind as well, 918-262-5072. That is our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. We'd love to have you involved as well. So all that as we near the end of January right here this morning on a Monday edition at 613. This is the Blitz 1170. Your new home for the Dallas Cowboys is the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The San Francisco 49ers went on a 24 to nothing run at one point in the second half as they beat the Detroit Lions 34-31 to secure the NFC Championship. Brock Purdy threw for 267 yards and a touchdown, his top receiver being the returning Debo Samuel. Christian, Christian McCaffrey ran for 90 yards and two touchdowns. And the Kansas City Chiefs have found their way back to the Super Bowl for the second year in a row and the fourth time in five years as they beat the Baltimore Ravens 17-10. Patrick Mahomes threw for 241 yards, a touchdown, and his lone score going to Travis Kelsey, who had 116 yards receiving. And former Oklahoma State quarterback Zach Robinson continues to climb the coaching ranks in the NFL as he is set to be the next offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. He has been with the Los Angeles Rams since 2019 and has been their passing game coordinator for the past two seasons. That's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. That's the number. It's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. I want to remind you, too, here in the Tulsa Oilers studio, Rick Corey along with Bryce Hulse, that we are running out of time for you to be a part of our Valentine's for Veterans. Brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. You have an opportunity to make some uh, Valentine's Day, Valentine's cards, prob- pardon me, messages, things like that at home. Uh, just hand make some. Really simple. I mean, even if you just fold paper over and let your kids color on there, make some and then put those in any location 
for Triad. You can go to any Triad location in the state. You can go to Bartlesville Grove, Muskogee, Tulsa, uh, Claremore, Pryor, McAllister, any of those places. And you can even come here to our studios at 303 North Boston and drop those off. We have a little box out front that can make it so easy. You don't even have to come in. You just tell them, you push the little button by the front door, tell them what you're here for, and there's a box inside, and you can just drop it right there. And then we're going to take those and give those to organizations that will get those to our veterans, VAs, hospitals, places like that, that will get those out to veterans who might not have that kind of contact. If you want to, you know, buy some and write personal notes, that's cool too. But either way, be a part of it. It's called Valentine's for Veterans. It's from the theblitztulsa.com slash valentine. Find out more right there. All right. As I mentioned, Tulsa Oilers studio and the Oilers this weekend drew over 25,000 fans for three games. They won two of those three, lost Friday, but then won Saturday and Sunday. On Saturday, over 16,000. It's the second time in, what, a month they've had over 16K? Yes. Yeah. So the, the January Oilers, 7th, I believe. And believe it or not, with all that going on, they're still, what, fourth or fifth in the league in attendance. Yeah. I mean, but they're killing it. They're, they're just killing it. 16K downtown for hockey on a on a Saturday night. There are those of us who grew up around who grew up around here and know that we know the history of hockey who would still be a little surprised occasionally at how well they're doing, but... You know, once Andy Skirto touches something, it seems to go well. <laughs> and we're going to talk to Andy about 7.30 this morning. However, here's my question to you, because Bryce Hall says he was there on Saturday night. All right, it was Scooby-Doo night. Yes. Because right? Friday was, was Space Sword night, which was mm-hmm. cool enough. But then it was Scooby-Doo night. And I told you, those jerseys, what would you think? They were freaking fantastic. Are they not? <laughs> they had the, like, they had the uh, mystery machine type of uh, design on there. So I thought the colors just, they popped. It was oh. perfect. I knew, and I looked at them online, and we all know, you know, any jersey you buy is going to be expensive, and hockey yeah. stuff's not any, not any different. As a matter of fact, in some cases, because of the way they're built, they're a little more expensive. But I looked at it online, thought, God, I really want that, <laughs> I really do, <laughs> and really, I wanted to buy one for Delaney because my my daughter, my youngest, and my wife actually are huge Scooby Doo fans. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, the cartoon was on when Delaney was young. Of course, it's been on when all of us were young. Yeah, or almost, almost it seems. Uh, but then they, you know, then they started it with the, you know, then the movie came out, you know, and then they, then they redid the animated series, and my daughters remained a huge fan, and I thought, God, I really want one of those. But then it was kids' night, so they got like jerseys or you know shirts with it on there. So my question is, out of the sixteen thousand, because here's the interesting thing: how much of that is love of hockey? How much is that? It's a pretty inexpensive Saturday night, and how much is that? Is hey, I really want to go down and get that shirt. Ooh, oh, I, th- I think it was a pretty healthy mix. I think when Oh, some of the noise levels kind of reminded me of the <laughs> it, it kind of reminded me of whenever some of our local girls teams will have like a field trip day mm-hmm. where you know they'll play like 11 a.m on a tuesday and all the elementary schools get to go and stuff like the noise level reached that where it's like there's a lot more kids here In than here? usual uh-huh. so I, it, that was definitely probably the biggest key yeah, so I, it's what i was going to say is it, it's got you get that uh as i was saying that disney channel concert i went to with yeah. all the eight to 12 year olds where my ears were never the same you know because <laughs> that high-pitched scream that you just can't you can't achieve but dogs can hear uh, one of those and i that's kind of wondered and look there's nothing wrong with that and actually it's i'm great. sure it's, it's a, a good, good advantage i'm sure it's a good mix of all that mm-hmm. it is a very inexpensive saturday night oh yeah i mean you got to park downtown i get that but it really isn't hard anymore there you know there are a lot of parking structures a lot of areas you can find places and it, you know for not that much and then the, yeah. the tickets are so cheap and remember when you're in there we do the blitz upgrade 
So even if you bought the cheapest ticket in the building, sometime during the game, we're going to call ticket numbers and take somebody down from the top to the front, to the bottom. So, I mean, you got even a chance at the upgrade, right, which is kind of cool, too. So imagine you got all that going. It's an inexpensive Saturday night. Weather was really pretty good. You kind of wanted to get back out because the weather was kind of good. And, hey, they're kind of fun to watch. They are. And that one was a fun game. Yeah, it was really really good. Um, They seemed to kind of handle them the whole way through. I mean, it, it was never really a game. I mean, by the second period, it felt like they Which were... Which is what you like. <laughs> all the way, yeah. So it was, it was carefree, you know? Yep. And then the Oilers won again yesterday. They won yesterday 5-2, to two, and this Idaho team was really pretty doggone good. So over 25,000 through the weekend, and I got we got to talk to Andy Skirto about that. He's got to be really pleased with what's happening. We'll get an update on the ice center, mm. uh, and we aren't that far from football. And, and okay, and imagine, yeah. if the hockey team's drawing that much... And I do know, I do understand, it's different. Uh, you know, indoor football, we loved when the talents were here, and we have to readjust a little bit. And they grew pretty good trouts. But can you imagine yeah. if you put 16,000-plus 16, Oklahomans in there for football? Oh, I know. And that's the thing is, like, we had such good crowds last year just because I feel like even though the team struggled a lot, it was new, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was this new thing that was back, again, that we kind of missed with the talents. Yep. So. Yeah, it'd be really good to get that kind of those kind of numbers back. And and remember, that building only owns a little over eighteen, so sixteen yeah. is that had to it's look le- like it's legit. That had to look like you were going to a pretty well sold concert. Yeah, I was very impressed by especially just the upper levels mm-hmm. and and how full those were and and engaged too, yeah. which is really fun. But if you if you think about like think think about the drillers too, right? Yeah, you, you can talk all day long about man, they have so many promos, and that's why they put people in the stands. Who cares? Yeah, it's it's butts and seats that matter. Mm-hmm. And if that if those butts and seats have a good time and realize it's a pretty inexpensive weekend, then you go back and look. I understand concessions, blah blah, all that kind of stuff, but you can still make that work. And, yeah. and I just think it's really super. I, I think it's a great success story. And I you know I I would be willing to I would love to sit and listen to Andy teach a class on how you do that I mean and that, that sounds that's too simple a question all right Andy Skirto you know how do you did how did you do this <laughs> well that takes years and months and days and weeks and planning and all that but I mean overall I mean you got to build the organization you have to decide how you want to how do you want to do things you've got to you got to find promotions that work you got to tap in and this could be do thing tapped in yeah. it's like Marvel night for the drillers come on mm-hmm. I mean that's as good as it gets right there right yeah and I and, think I think the Oilers are having a Marvel night coming up soon. Too, I wouldn't be surprised. Like that, I mean, so yeah, they're smart. You know, I'd love to know. I'd love to. I'd love to sit in the marketing meeting. You yeah, know, beginning of the year. All right, okay. There's no bad ideas, and there are, but that's what they tell you at the beginning of one of these things. There's no bad ideas. Start throwing things out. Let's see what sticks. That kind of stuff. That would be fun to do, and then you have to be able to make it work. And there are companies that you know help you do that. But you you get you really would like to know <clears throat> bottom up. What'd you do? How'd you do it? What'd you expect? Are you where you wanted to be? All those things. And Andy's a pretty sly businessman, so who knows? Uh, but all that to go, right, to Andy Skirto at about 7.30 this morning. But I had to ask uh, the number of, you know, the mix there of people, because you don't know how many of those. If you went up to some of those people and you said, hey, t- explain the rules of hockey, not a clue. Yeah. <laughs> but just having fun. And mm-hmm. that's that's all that matters. I, I saw a lot of Scooby-Doo onesies, <laughs> a lot of Scooby onesies, from aging from ranges like uh, – Three to you know forty. Yeah. Just no no shame. It doesn't matter. All right. So if that were the, you know because Scooby Doo was so doggone popular and for years, I mean decades amongst kids, you you, you can't just do cartoon type characters. But who else would be that popular? Do you think? Mm, I don't know. Like I mean, a would like a man. See, I, and here's where the thing is. It sounded so specific to me. It did, and, and yet yes. it, it draw it it drew so much. Yep. That's what's so funny about it. So that's the thing is trying to think about. 
Man, that, okay, like a but, SpongeBob night? I mean, I don't know. Oh, I'd do that. Yeah. But see, Scooby-Doo is a shared experience. Yeah. I, there's, a, there's a movie that you may never have heard of. You ever heard of the movie RV? Well, yeah. Robin yeah, Williams? I love that right. movie. All right. Which I think is really funny. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. and every now and then you go, Robin Williams is gone. Oh, man. Yeah. Honestly. Because you, know, you just don't see, <clears throat> you know, all those. I mean, he'd pop up doing something or a voice or something. I mean, nobody will ever be able to do the genie's voice like that again. <laughs> yeah. You know, from Aladdin. Well, the movie RV, if you've never seen it, and yeah, it's silly and all that kind of stuff. I think it's Lo- fun. Love it for what it is. You yeah. Know? That's yeah. the way I've watched it. Chino was a riot. Oh Jeff my gosh. Daniels was a riot. And Jeff Daniels is such an interesting guy. Yeah. Such a serious, interesting guy. You and know, he's from, so versatile. Oh, from the newsroom <laughs> when he was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. To this, to everything he's Dumb ever and done. Dumber. Yeah, I mean, how do you go from the newsroom to Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> yeah. And you're believable in both, mm-hmm. right? What Jan? They're in this. There, there are others. There's a young lady who's God. She's a hell of a singer whose name I can't remember. Uh, the kid from oh, what Josh? Oh yeah, he, he was a great kid, child actor. And he's yeah. he's in Five Nights of Freddy's. Uh, yeah. Five Nights of Freddy's recently oh, too. So at any yeah. rate, really, I think that's a fun movie. Well, there's a point in there when he's trying to make uh, a pitch to a small north western company that was its own soda company mm-hmm. and they were not corporate and they were very much off the you know they were their offices were up in the mountains and the, you know they're you know they're not literally barefoot but they kind of made them look like hippies yeah you know right. and you know but these free but really nice people right and they're coming in this big corporation and they're trying to get them to sell so or sell stock and they can become you know, corporate, if you will, they can they can t- take their you know their sodas and let somebody else start to handle them, blah blah blah. Which you know, all right. So Robin Williams is trying to make this speech to them after the other guy messes it up, and he says, you know, back in the fifties, you'd walk through a, a, a city or a town in the evening, and all the doors would be open, the windows would be open, and you'd hear "I Love Lucy" coming from every house. And his ex- mm-hmm. his explanation was. That's not conformity. It's we all fell in love with something at the same time. And isn't it great when we all do that? And that's the key to marketing. It really literally is that simple as we've got to get everybody to, or, or as many as you can to fall in love with one thing, with something at the same time. And that, that's what I, I know it's a long way to get around it, but that's what Scooby-Doo is. We yeah. all have a shared experience with it, whether you were a parent whose kids were watching it, and it either, A, gave you the 10 minutes you needed because they were busy mm-hmm. watching it, or you watched it and thought it was kind of fun, and maybe you watched it as a kid too. But sure. it's a shared experience. Now, what other things like like that, though, that will work? Because I guarantee you, even the adults who were there, who were familiar with that, they didn't mind it. Right. I mean, if there were, you know, some nights you might go out there and it's something everybody, you know, that you're very split on. Who hates Scooby-Doo? <laughs> That's the thing. Like, no matter what your experience with it is, it's so intertwined with American culture. It Everybody is. knows about it, and everyone knows the characters. Yep, it is. So. I mean, and I'm sure there's somebody out there who who, who doesn't like Scooby, who's who's got to be the most misquoted dog in history. Because yeah. how many people go, rawr, and that yeah. wasn't Scooby. <laughs> that wasn't his thing. <laughs> that, was, that was Astro. Okay. From, from the Jetsons. Oh, that yeah. was the Jetsons dog Astro who went not Scooby. See the Jetsons, like I know about the uh, Jetsons. I didn't remember his dog was named Astro, mm-hmm. but yeah, I knew no, because you're not my age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, this is not shocking, Bryce. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so 
what else would would do that? What else, you know? Yeah. See, I see. My immediate thoughts go to the Roadrunner, and you know, and me, me, you know that, mm-hmm. and you know the Road, uh, the Roadrunner, and, and I love yeah, like, those. Anything that, like Looney Tunes type, yeah, like yeah Bugs Bunny, yeah. Porky Pig, any of those things. You mentioned SpongeBob. He started at the at you know that started at a time when it kind of bridged for many things. So maybe that, mm-hmm. and I'm that's got to be one of the popular ones too that people do. I'm just wondering what else would draw that kind of broad interest yeah. that kids even today who might be five or six who are who love scooby-doo and you realize that you're in your 40s and you watch it as a kid you know mm-hmm. from people out there then that's a shared experience what else would would bridge that gap if you think of something let me know 918-262-5072 it's 918 <clears throat> pardon me 262-5072 all right when we come back on the other side of this break i want to get a little bit of mike boynton and porter Mosier from their from their uh, wins losses over the weekend oklahoma state a winner oklahoma lost and Porter's fired up, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he's fired up and at the same time kind of defending his team. Well, actually really defending his team, which I want you to hear. And we'll hear a little both of those guys coming back here on the Blitz 1170. It is a Monday drive to work. We've got a lot of football on tap here as well. It's 632. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. We're in the Tulsa Oilers hockey studio here on the Blitz. Download the Blitz 1170 app now inside your cell phone provider's app store. You don't need a radio to listen to the Blitz. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk. It's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. As Rick just said, the Oklahoma State Cowboys are winners over the weekend. They're coming off their first conference victory as they beat the West Virginia Mountaineers 70-66. to True freshman big Brandon Garrison had 20 points and transfer guard Javon Small had a double-double, 15 points and 12 rebounds. Tomorrow night, the OSU Cowboys will be at Allen Fieldhouse to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. The Oklahoma Sooners are also making the trip to the Sunflower State as they'll be in Manhattan to take on Kansas State tomorrow. The Sooners are coming off a hard-fought 85-84 loss at home against Texas Tech. Otego Owe led all starters with 14 points and Evaldo Soares with 19 off the bench. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be in action Wednesday night as they host Wichita State at the Reynolds Center. Tulsa is coming off an 85-83 victory at Rice on Saturday night. The Golden Hurricane shot 55% from the field as they were led by Jared Garcia, who had 13 points, 8 boards, and 5 blocks. That's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. Always love hearing from our uh, folks out there. And you, you can also text us at 918-262-5072. That is our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. We're in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. I'm Rick Corey along with Bryce Saltz. Congratulations to the Oilers for drawing over 25000 this last weekend at home at Star Wars night Friday, Scooby-Doo night Saturday, and Family Fun Day yesterday. We get a chance to skate on the ice with the Oilers, which, by the way, anytime they are home, that's what you get a chance to do. Anytime they're home on a Sunday, you get an opportunity to go out and skate on the ice with your family and the players right after the game. Just rent your skates, or you can bring your own either way and get out there, and you can do it. And then, boy, it would be a lot of fun doing that. Next time they'll be home on an entire weekend is coming up on uh, – it's only, it's only this next weekend away. So they're going to have American Heart Association night. Uh, they're going to have Family Fun Night and Spider-Man Day and all that kind of stuff. And we're going to talk in less than an hour now to Andy Skirto, the owner of the Oilers. Uh, that is Bryce Sauce. I am Rick Corey. Uh, Mahomes and Kelsey uh, going back to the Super Bowl again. Not a real surprise. So for all those people who said, you know, Taylor Swift, you're running the season. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> now the big deal is, can she make it from Tokyo? Well, not and she she can. 
Will she make it from Tokyo all the way to Las Vegas to be there for the Super Bowl? How in the world she's not the halftime? I don't care. I don't care. Have have her arrive in the stadium and just start right there for the halftime, right? Well, she actually has enough time that if she flew immediately, because she doesn't have to wait on planes like the rest of us, if she flew immediately, she'd have 25 hours before the game. So she really has the time, but that's a, those are long flights, and I, I'm, I don't know her schedule. I have to look at the schedule. She may have to go right back to Asia or Europe yeah, because she is on this tour going everywhere, right? It's a world tour. Mm-hmm. So she might have to go right back there, which would mean you'd have to double those things up. Now, she looks – I mean, you saw her in the – once again, the shots in the press box. She looks pretty happy up there. There was one point – I don't know. You can read lips pretty easily. Yeah, uh, and there was one point they had a shot of her in the box, and she's standing there, and she's talking to somebody. I don't know who it is, and then you see her look up, and you clearly she's looking at a monitor. I mean, you don't look up in a suite. There's nothing up there, right? Except monitors. So she's looking up, and she locks on that, and you can tell she knows. I mean, she's looking at it, and the monitor had to be a shot of the her. network. Okay. So she's looking at herself. And this this lady's talking to her, and she kind of I kind of see her t- turn her turn her head and say, "Wait a minute," and she's watching and she's watching and she's just watching. And the the announcers aren't talking about her at that point; they're just talking. But that's the picture of her. And then you see her mouth go away. <laughs> <laughs> to the, to the, but you know she's saying it without you know. I guess she knew they could at least see. Yeah. She's saying it, and then the network didn't just cut away. But after the game, she gets down on the field. And you see her go up to Travis Kelsey, and you know she gives him a kiss, and they hug, and all that. And then he looks up, and you see him catch the big screen, and it's them. Mm-hmm. So once again, and you see her turn and look as well, and you see him turn, and it looks to me—I'm not sure—looks like he said, "Hey, I'm sorry." I mean, like you know, here you are again. You're on the big screen, and then I can't say what she mouthed right away, <laughs> but it was, "I don't give a." <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she seems fine with what's going on. So and she seems really into it. So will she? Will she be there? I can't imagine she won't be. Oh my gosh! I mean, we, we made it all this way, right? Yeah. If she's going to be there for every regular season game, just about and playoffs, yeah, yeah. playoffs. And, come I on. I mean, now. from this point, yeah, would you not be there? So the fact that she get there, but I don't care who you have for halftime. I don't care what house you got to pump them. You got to bump oh, yeah. them and just let her. <laughs> now, now, would she? Would she? I don't know. A, and could they work it out? Because you know that's. There's some things involved there. And then how much would that irritate the Niners? Oh, man. I think it would irritate them a lot. It would. It, I mean, we, yeah. If you're, if you're a Niners fan, you just put Kansas City's most famous fan on stage. <laughs> it would really be kind of funny if she were the planned This seems half-time. kind of a partisan thing, right? <laughs> it would be funny <laughs> as hell if she were the planned halftime. I think that'd be all right. I think, I think Usher would be kind of mad, too, because it's like, yeah. you know, I'm the pop star for this halftime show, and I'm not even the most talked about pop star at the Super Bowl. And I'm the I'm the halftime performance. And like, he's still not going to be. <laughs> All right, uh, six forty one on Blitz eleven seventy. <laughs> Sorry, Usher. And, and somebody, yeah, uh, some some airlines have already gotten on board doing smart stuff, and they've actually named or numbered. They have flights. In their honor, if you will. I'll explain that a little bit later on. All right, so I told you I wanted to get a little bit of Mike Boynton and a little bit of uh, Porter Mosier ahead of this day in sports history brought to you by Triad Eye Institute, which we'll have in a few minutes with Bryce. So after the game, and remember this was the Remember the 10 game, Oklahoma State a winner over West Virginia. Here's just a little bit of Mike Boynton's postgame. 
Sure feels good to win, but the thing I'm most proud of are really two things. One of the kids who just keep showing up. And the thing that I tell them is it's hard to beat somebody who keeps showing up. It really is. Because the mindset is at some point the other person is not going to show up. And I'm proud of our kids to continue to do the things that we've asked them to do, um, even though they haven't seen what they saw today was the fruits of that labor and the way that everybody can recognize uh, as being a win. Uh, the other thing I'm most proud of is I thought today we did um, we did the program well by representing uh, the families today. And critically important that that never is lost. Um, we won't play a more important game no matter how many more we play this year. So I'm thankful for all of them for showing up the way they do, uh, and for the kids. So uh, with that, I'll take questions. You're 6-1 you're and one in remember the 10 games. Can you make heads or tails of that? No. Um, I don't even remember each game individually. Um, I do remember that each year I get an opportunity to speak to them. Um, and so I try not to look any deeper into those type of trends because I don't know who we've played, where the games have been, uh, what the circumstances may have been at the time with the team, per se. Um, so what I focused on was, A, making sure our guys knew what this was about, and then making sure that we were also prepared to play against somebody today because, you know, this may sound like a coach just trying to pump up a win, but when you look at their roster, talent-wise, I'm not sure there's a better one top to bottom in our conference. There's some teams that have maybe better high-end guys, but from one through ten, at some point they're they're, they're seventh guys better than the other team's seventh guy, or their eighth guys. But I mean, they're all really really productive college players for a long time. I don't think they put a freshman in the game. I don't even know if they have one on their roster. Um, so I, I try to really focus on making sure that we didn't get so wrapped up in the emotion of the game that we also didn't prepare well. And so there was a balance in doing both of those things. He makes great points there, but I think I was really happy to hear him talk about the Remember the Ten game, and you would expect that he would. He, uh, it's, you know, If you're a part of Oklahoma State, then it's going to be a part of you. <clears throat> and he did a nice job of, of you know, he also says, hey, you know, all that emotion is important. All the things that we're doing are important, but you still have to play a game. Mm-hmm. And you have to play a team who, quite honestly, doesn't matter to them what day it is. <clears throat> right. I mean, they just want to go win a game. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, and you can hear them listen. You can listen to them all day say West Virginia is really good top to bottom. You know, that's coach speak. But if you look at their record, you know, they, they aren't bad. They certainly aren't. And mm-hmm. they aren't young. And the Cowboys are. And uh, yet with the youth, they still were able to overcome a horrible night from three. They got to get shooters. Yeah. It's got to get shooters. Uh, but then a great night at the free throw line, and then Brandon Garrison played well, Javon Small played well, John Michael Wright, again, a very much shared you know, shared burden, if you will, offensively, mm. to get there as they go in. Now, if you look on the other side, look at West Virginia, uh, Kreese had 21 and Slazinski had 18. The other starters combined had 12. They got yeah. no help from anybody else mm-hmm. in their starting lineup. So all those guys that he talked about being really good, five, six, seven, and eight, they had to use them. <laughs> yeah, and, and still, it was a close one. But <clears throat> that one, I don't know if it. You'd like to say something like that just kickstarts it and changes everything. I don't know if it does, but it does at least allow you to pay off of look. All that work led to at least one win, and you can make something out of that. 
Yeah, you're able to at least kind of find a stopping point, I think, at, at the bleeding that we've seen for the first six games. So even if it's not a major confidence boost, I think it's important to know that, you know, you can win games uh, in the Big 12, and especially games in that kind of situation. Uh, you know, West Virginia's overall record isn't very good, but they're 2-5 and five in conference. Their two wins come against Kansas and Texas. That's what I was going to point out. <laughs> you know, so it's like, even though the record's not very good, they've won pretty big games. The record's not great, no, but they have won games, yes. And you know they went in, and those teams went, ah, it's West Virginia. Don't yeah. care. You have to be good enough to take advantage of that, or at least exactly. solid enough to take advantage of that, and they did. Now, this will certainly build confidence winning anything winning does. You just hope that you're able to continue to build. But again, the biggest problem, in my mind, they got to have shooters. Yeah, and they're they're really stretchy. They're really uh, sketchy when it comes to shooters. They've they've really struggled from three, and yet they are. I believe they are second only behind BYU in a, in three point attempts, mm-hmm. and so that's a pretty big issue. When you know they haven't very, been very good. There are a couple of guys that I think Jarius Hicklin is one that is pretty underrated in that he doesn't miss often when he shoots. But yeah, most of their guys are throwing up threes and missing a lot of them. I mean, it's just, it's pretty crazy that you have that many attempts and yet you're not really seeing a lot of fruits from that. (laughs) And to me, a lot of those come before you've actually really had a chance to work your offense very well. And and that's, that's another problem Mm -hmm. to me. Dancing around the perimeter and then just going for it. Yep. If you're, you know, if you're a three team, if that's what you do and you're good at it, that's fine. But when you just make four passes and they go, all right, fine. And you, and you launch one, that's not going to work. Still, they won. And that's what matters. And hopefully that's now, and you know, to Mike Boynton's point, youth can be part of that because these are guys who are used to in their high schools making shots you know and and whether those are from three or closer and they're used to being successful and so yeah you don't want to rain rain in confidence but you want them to play well i say on the other side oklahoma loses to texas tech now that's a good texas tech team again Mm -hmm. it's not a team you're gonna look at and go best team in the big 12 but look they're going to give you trouble and uh, no matter where they are and especially when they're in lubbock they're gonna give you trouble no matter what though they're going to give you trouble and they beat the sooners last night or this weekend it was 85 84 oa had 14 who's on at third had at 13. Soares had 19. I mean, he had a really mm-hmm. nice day. Um, on their side, Tech shot 56%. Uh, McMillan had 27. Porter Mosier, he's 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 not apologetic here. As a matter of fact, he's defending his team really pretty rapidly as he talks about this game. It was in attack mode down to with kind of that time and score based on what we want. And knowing with Texas Tech how good their defense are, you call a timeout, then they can just completely set their D. They can get the right matchups. They can completely. So it's, it's a feel. You're seeing a lot of people. I didn't want them to set up. We were in attack mode. We were in double bonus. We went downhill with Los, who I thought Los was playing. And we have a little attack, a little hook, fake hook with different stuff we do. But, um, you know, uh, he missed a shot. So, but I thought Los had a great, you know, did offensively did some really good things the second half. But we go in there in advance, knowing like sometimes it's a feel if I don't like it. But like we were, we were coming down. He missed that free throw, and we were in attack mode um, on stuff we practice. And uh, sometimes when you just call timeout, it, they can just comp- especially a team like Texas Tech, where they can just completely set your defense. So that was that was our thought process. You guys went up nine in that second half. Really big run to kind of take control of the game. Yeah. What were you guys doing well to get that run? And then maybe what happened down the stretch? It's, it's, it's our, our issue with this team. We got, we got certain, some of us, we take the foot off the gas defensively. Um, we keep fighting and we have time. I don't have 30 timeouts. You know, and we're, we come out of a timeout, we get, um, and we have some guys that simply just have, you know, I, I got to tip my hat off to Chance McMillan. I thought he had a career night. He was hitting flying shots into the corner. He got one off a rescreen on an end out. 
We just, you, you just got to be down and ready. You know what we're going to do. They hit on a low action in the far corner against their bench that, of stuff we've gone over. And uh, everything matters when it's a one-point loss. Everything matters at a, at a one-point loss. And, um, you know, that's, you know, even this. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys have thought of this, but I, I trust me, it's, it's bothered me so much. We, they were at free throw. We were like, last shot, last shot, start the action at 10. Start the action at 10. We go down the other end, they start the action at 19. We're screaming, hold up, hold up, we went the last shot. We didn't. They come down, get fouled, make two free throws. That stuff, leadership stuff that we're in there, we, we were talking about it at their free throw. See, so with 29 seconds left, we want the last shot. We're starting our action at 10, and we started at 18. That's a complete mental breakdown. That starts with me. We're obviously not coached well enough, but we sat there and, and talked about that. Everything matters, man. Everything matters. And um, I thought offensively, I mean, you told me we would have scored 85, 84 points. Um, I thought we did some really good things, man. I had some really good things uh, offensively, time and time again, against an elite defensive team. Um, and uh, our second has defense got us. Uh, and we left nine free throws on the table. It's the first time I'm proud of you say that this year. It's the first time I'll say, man, we didn't, our free throw shooting got us. And that, that's literally the first time all year I've said that we've really struggled. I mean, we left nine. In a one-point game, we left nine on the table. Um, so um, those are some of the things. The, the, the positive is these guys, these guys care. Man, this is not a broken locker room. This is a locker room that's hurting right now. They are crushed in there, and uh, they are going to uh, – the only one way to respond. I mean, the last two days, I couldn't ask for them to respond better against Texas. I can, I can tell you, they responded any, every which way you'd want young men to respond. They played their tails off in practice. They were locked in. We didn't, we didn't get it done. Uh, but it isn't because we're sitting here, we've got a fractured locker room, we've got some attitude problems. We don't have any of that. All right? And that's what gives me absolute passion to know that we still can build wins on this thing because of our schedule is so tough. You're going to get great opportunities to win. And that's what I love about this team right now. They're, they're, they're crushed and we're crushed. I know all that. All right? But that's a good thing if they are. It's a bad thing if they're sitting there like pointing fingers and that. That's not this locker room right now. They are really hurting right now. And that's what's going to make us bounce back. All right, so over under on the amount, uh, number of pots, not cups, pots of coffee he had right before he went to do that. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, probably at least 20. At least. <laughs> that dude is wired constantly. And you heard him start. I mean, he was pretty wired the whole time. You heard that last 30, 40 seconds. I mean, he ramped it up. He ramped it up a notch. Yeah. He went into the fast lane. He, he lit the other afterburner and he went after it. He's obviously anticipating someone would say something or heard something from the outside because he launched into that defense pretty vehemently right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, now, he did. I haven't heard anybody say it's a fractured team, blah, blah. I haven't heard any of that. No. But maybe somebody somewhere did. However, his point saying, you know, the one problem we have here, you heard him say, is we just take our foot off the gas a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when you're up nine, they did that. And and that's, I thought I wanted to play that, though, because that was a really nice defense of his team and how, yeah, we got to teach him some things. Got to learn some things. But there's no problem with this team. We just lost tonight to Texas Tech. Yeah, um, I, I think that Texas Tech, personally, I, I don't know how they would play against Houston or maybe even a Kansas, but the, I think they're definitely up there uh, as, as one of the best in the Big 12. They've been on that trajectory. And so it's it's been pretty good to see that in situations like this, I know it's frustrating, but OU has at least been close oh, yeah. in, in, in games uh, against some of the better teams in the Big 12. Texas, that was you know a rough outing that turned mm-hmm. into a blowout towards the end. It wasn't a blowout the whole time, yeah. uh, but turned into a blowout. 
One one of my issues is I think that when Otega Owe is the main guy out of those out of that starting group, mm-hmm. whenever he leads the way, like he's been great in terms of from year one to year two, he's made such a leap. But I feel like McCollum needs to be the catalyst for that offense with them. I just don't think it really bodes well whenever Otega Owe is your leading scorer in that sense. And that's the way it was on Saturday. Um and I think that usually ends up putting them behind the eight ball a little bit on going down stretches where you end up losing that nine-point lead and stuff offensively. Yeah, you know, Suarez has really kind of developed, too. I mean, mm-hmm. having 19, he's played awfully well. Yeah. But, I mean, the Sooners are in good place. There's no problem with that basketball mm-hmm. team other than they happen to lose that game. And, look, some people are going to lose to Tech this year. Oh, yeah. That's going to happen. Uh, all right, so that's just a, I wanted to give you a little bit of flavor of both those, and I wanna, I'll give you a little bit of that a little bit later on here as well. We're going to do a lot of football coming up. We've got Andy Scardo, the Oilers owner, at 730 this morning. Like your opinions of who you want in the Super Bowl, <laughs> you know, and honestly – if you care at this point. I saw a great graphic that said, if you live long enough, you'll be the villain. And it showed mm-hmm. the entire United States pulling for San, for, you know, for somebody other than Kansas City. I mean, it's really come to that anybody but Mahomes. Yeah. He's getting the Brady label a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and maybe not around here, of course. Chiefs fans are around here. But I wonder nationally if that's happening. And I wonder nationally if people are like, all right, I don't want this is not what I want. <laughs> and now people are going to watch. It's it's the Super Bowl. It's always one of the most watched things in the world. <clears throat> we can say today, I don't care. I'm not watching. Yeah, you will. I mean, oh, you yeah. will. Whether it's for the commercials, the pregame, the flyby, how many times they show, whatever. You're going to watch. I'm going to watch. Yeah, yeah, most of us are going to watch. <clears throat> well, um. Uh, Talk a lot of football, though, and, and kind of how we got where we are coming up. And was, as I said, we'll have Andy Skirdo as well. Love to have your opinions at 918-262-5072. That is our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. In one moment, though, we'll loosen it up with Bryce Sauls. Let him do a little this day in sports history. Brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. That's coming up next here on The Blitz. The Blitz text line is always open. 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. From the Oklahoma Sports desk it's time for a two-minute drill on the blitz 1170 and streaming on the blitz 1170 app the oklahoma city thunder lost in detroit to the pistons 120 to 104 thanks in part to a 22 point 21 rebound performance by jalen duran for the thunder sga led the team with 31 points jalen williams added 20 the thunder hosts the timberwolves tonight and former Oklahoma State quarterback Zach Robinson continues to climb the coaching ranks in the NFL as he is set to be the next offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. He has been with the Los Angeles Rams since 2019 and has been their passing game coordinator for the past two seasons. That's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app.